Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good evening, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's the one only Be the Girl Economist coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News. We have with us a special guest, a man who at this point doesn't need any introduction. He is the notorious Martin Steve. Folks, you can find him and the many books that he's written, you can get it on Amazon. Just go to Amazon, type in Martin Seif, and you just put his name in and his books will come up. And also check him out, martinseif.com. I think currently the website is down currently at the moment. He's doing a, uh, it's going through a complete rebuild. And with that being said, he is a preeminent journalist. He's a master troublemaker of the globalists and the one and only one of the smartest minds I know. Martin, welcome back. Great to have you, sir. BJ, always a pleasure and a privilege. Thanks, man. Yes. Martin, there's lots going on. I mean, we I, I mean, since the last time you've been on, which is like not too long ago, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, the entire world order has went topsy turvy. It seems that all of a sudden Russia, which was, you know, the West was blabbering about they're going to isolate and demilitarize Russia. It looks like the West is being isolated and demilitarized. The Saudis have said, okay, we are no longer going to play with these maniacs in Washington, D.C. We're going to join the land of adults and, and, and join in meaningful dialogue and conversation. And they've decided that they're going to make uh, they're going to make friends. They're going to work out some amicable differences uh, w- between the Iranians and themselves and move forward. Uh, this is incredible. The whole world order, especially for the globalists, it seems like it's a world-ending event, Martin. I completely agree with you, VJ, and they will deny it. They are living in their own tiny... Plato talks about people deceiving themselves living in a cave. It's known uh, in in philosophy and in, in, in discourse as Plato's cave. His, the, the, I don't like Plato. I don't respect him. I despise him, actually. But mm-hmm. the, the, there's no doubt the son of a bitch was a genius. And, <laughs> uh, the, the, these people are living in their own cave. They're living in Biden's cave. They're living in Blinken's Biden. cave. <laughs> We're in brilliant. Blinken's cave, and we have uh, uh, and uh, ev- everybody deludes themselves. As you you make a for, as usual some very key and 
profound points because the world hasn't changed. We've just woken up to the fact that the world had already changed because these people had been blowing it for the past two years and more systematically. And this is a long slide and we're just, it's like a sea monster breaking surface. It was all, Moby Dick was always there, but it's only when he breaks surface that you see he's a real scurry dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Counting, metaphorically speaking. And not only have we lost Saudi Arabia, we also have lost India, which we never had in the first place. And we have lost Japan. We are losing Japan, which was our genuinely loyal, genuine and free and democratic nation. So was India. And we have lost them, too, without even realizing it has happened. Our idiot policies, the sanctions, have uh, we cut off our own nose to spite our face. We need rare earths from China. We need endless manufactured goods from China. Yeah. We cut ourselves off from them. They have an industrial base vastly larger than our own. A single Chinese shipyard. One of the top U.S. Marine generals said in the presentation just earlier this week in Washington, D.C., one single Chinese shipyard has a larger output of vessels in tonnage per year than every major shipyard that is left in the United States. These are the results of our free trade policies and our our, pure free market policies with no government protection for the industries and encouragement that need it over the past 20, 30 years. The Cato uh, Institute policies are aids to the American people. They break down our immune system. They destroy our society. They destroy our prosperity. They ruin the lives of 200 million people, and no one is ever called to account for, for propagating them. Yeah, yep. Very well said. Martin, uh, it seems also that Mexico is also going its own way with the multipolar world, seeing not only the, the monetary insanity of the United States, not only the, the fact of, of sanctions and, and the capping of, of oil prices. Well, you know, the Saudi Arabians said, you know, if they cap the Russian oil price, they can try to cap our oil price. And the Mexicans are like, well, if, they, if they're capping oil prices, they could also cap mineral prices. It doesn't stop there. It's a, it's a slippery slope of tyrannical control. Mexico is leaving. You mentioned Japan, and it's amazing how they made the Japanese. Uh, they're, they're making it sound like that 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 the West has given permission for Japan to go ahead and buy Russian oil, and that is not even the reality of it, Martin. You're absolutely right, VJ. Completely right. Uh, the Good Book says, "Money answereth all things." Yep. Watch the money flows, and what do we see. We see 40% of all Japan's exports now go to China, and that percentage and, and, and also its value, in whichever monetary terms you care to assess it, yen, renminbi, dollars, you name it, that value has doubled in the last five years. Nobody realizes two key factors 
Naruhito, there is a new emperor in Japan. For the first time since 1945, we have, we have an emperor behind the chrysanthemum curtain whose reliability we cannot take for granted. Yeah. And our ignorance of Japan is so total that our great rulers and leaders and pundit makers have no idea the way Japanese society and politics and, and historical patterns work. They have no clue what is going on. So the prime minister, the de facto shogun of Japan for 10 years, and for the past 20 years, the greatest friend America has had in Japan can be assassinated by an apparent lunatic who just coincidentally happens to be a member of a strongly pro-American Korean organization, the Unification Church. So you see they have a trifecta. They hit at America, they hit at South Korea, and they hit at independent religious freedom in Japan simultaneously at the same time discrediting them all. And here is the most powerful man in Japan and our greatest ally in Japan. And inconceivably, the security screen around him fails and a single lunatic is able to kill him on the spot. It's incredible. And nobody questions the narrative. No, nobody nobody questions the narrative. Nobody asks any questions. You know the why? Obviously, they're stupid and ignorant. But there is another reason. They're scared of the answers they would find for themselves. Good mm. the answers they would find for themselves. So they have to imagine that my, I, I am. Uh, uh, I don't have to be that Mara Mohammed bin Salman. Yeah. Uh, uh, he had very good political reasons to get rid of a treasonous, subversive, on, working on behalf, to destroy him on behalf of the United States. Yes. Uh, but the fact that a it was done in the most extraordinarily open and blatant, savage manner, dismembering the man, arguably while he was even still alive, inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. This is a rather heavy hand, though it obviously sent a message and sent it effectively. But I'm sure the videotape of it was sent directly to Langley. <laughs> it was sent directly to Riyadh. You can count on that. Yeah. And uh, it would have been shown or sent to many other uh, Saudi dissidents. The voice of Saudi dissidents is less enthusiastic on behalf of the United States since that event took place. Right. Again, the mega political context is totally ignored. But by shutting down and controlling our own mainstream media, these fools in Washington are destroying themselves too, and they are destroying our country. Because you have to have open, free debate. They have to be able to listen to people like you and even me. Yeah. Especially if they don't want to, to hear what is out there. And they close all the best minds I know on this. Most of the most experienced minds. People who were lifelong conservatives who served Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher and uh, uh, the first president, George Herbert Walker Bush, are now saying the same things you are saying and I am saying because they cannot get on anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. How do you think the Europeans are taking this? Now, today it was revealed that there was a wonderful um, uh, a break-in, a, 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 a masterful protests that occurred directly at BlackRock's headquarters in Paris, one of their uh, French headquarters. And it seems as if now the people understand where the head of the snake is. They're starting to understand who the targets are. And they real they're realizing, Martin, that they are in a target-rich environment between the World Economic Forum, between the ESG-pushing woke 
uh, neo-fascist capitalists uh, like BlackRock. Now it looks like the people are awake, Martin. Uh, they're on the way. I, I have, like you, VJ, I have a, I have a huge respect and admiration and regard for the French people and for French political life and culture. The achievement of President Charles de Gaulle in creating the Fifth Republic, in creating a stable, responsible political structure after 160 years of chaos, since 180 years of chaos, from basically 170, about 1789 to 1959, that's 170 years, from the French Revolution to de Gaulle's return in 58-59, is not remotely appreciated anywhere in the English-speaking world. Yeah. I think in, 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 in French, in Quebec, uh, for obvious reasons, they have a better sense of it, and down in Mexico too. But if you are looking for a revival of the West, and I still believe one will come to save Western Christian civilization, it will, I believe, start in France. Yeah. Not with us, not in, in, in Britain. We're on the road to, uh, to being a thermonuclear target um, uh, at ground zero from the Russians with annihilating strikes. Even if the Germans should survive, they're in the direct attack of, red ar of Russian army attack paths through Western Europe. And we have done, uh, uh, in a way, it, it was vital and necessary after the monstrosity experiences of World War II. But there is nothing left of German macho military culture. There really isn't. It really isn't. So for a strong, responsible, civilized, but powerful revival of the West, you have to look to Spain and to France. And That's I do believe society is still sound enough there to rally and recover. It will take time. It will not be immediate. Things, God help us, will probably have to get vastly worse before they get better. But I have great faith and respect and admiration for the French people and French culture. It helps that I've actually spent some time in the culture and, and have counted several re remarkable and impressive French figures in journalism and politics as my mentors and friends over the past 30 years. Because nobody in America spends any time spending attention. Neocons just like to, to, and the British too, like to sneer at France. They're totally ignorant, most of them. Totally ignorant. Yeah. Now, it's interesting you said uh, uh, France and Spain. Why Spain? That, that's a country that's always flown under the radar for me. And I thought it was a lost cause. I think that's part of the factor, because if you look at Spain's economy, its society, its political experiences since the end of the Civil War and restoring democracy, Spain, it, they have their problems. And if you ask me, the people in Barcelona uh, should not be looking for full independence. They, they need the strength and protection of the nation state that they have taken far too much for granted. And again, because of the oppression they suffered under Franco and the suffering they suffered during the civil and purging they suffered during the Civil War. This is historically understandable. But Spain needs to hang together. But there is a culture in Spain, a coherence in Spain. Uh, Spain works. Its economy works. And because of its language, it has enormous cultural and psychological and therefore diplomatic and strategic contact and resonance with the all of Spanish-speaking uh, America as well, from the Rio Grande down to Tierra del Fuego, from the southern tip of Argentina to the northern fr uh, frontier of Mexico. Spain needs to be respected. Its culture is admirable and remarkable. Its contributions to, to civilization are quite extraordinary and virtually unknown or overlooked in the West. 
I mean, pe uh, people will happily talk about Picasso without thinking for a minute where he spent most of the, 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 his life and uh, uh, who he was and where he flourished. They look at, they, they are totally, they, they will look at the wonderful cathedral in Barcelona and forget the genius who created it. They forget that Christopher Columbus was not really Italian. Was he was at least certainly on his mother's side from Barcelona, from oh, Spain. Wow. Mm. Uh, the, the science, the history, the culture that comes from Spain, not to mention the great military and martial traditions, need to be revived along with those of France if the West is to be saved. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Do you do you do you see that uh, occurring in Spain with the population are really starting to rise up, especially since the COVID lockdowns and everything that they went through as a, a, as, a as a country? In the in the most direct and linear way, no, I don't. Or, and I I think the current uh, unrest in France, which is much more politically and seismically significant, uh, is much more significant. And even that, it's premature to say yet. Uh, if there's one, I've always had egg on my face and I've noticed people, I mean, you see this even with, with people like Donald Trump, people who uh, in politics or uh, policy or in punditry, the handful of people who get it right usually get it right too soon and then are ridiculed for years or even a generation. And then the world goes their way. Barry Goldwater seemed like a lost idiot from the 19th century as far as mainstream media America went in 1964 when Lyndon Johnson won a landslide against him. Yet within four years, Johnson's Democratic Party and their liberals were discredited forever by the co combination of race riots, out-of-control welfare policies at home, and uh, the, the hideously bungled and mismanaged Vietnam War. It all happened within four years. Ronald Reagan was looked on as a joke when he became uh, 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 governor of California in 1966. Yeah. Reagan was, of course, like so many political geniuses in his own time, a stealth figure. He always managed to fly under the radar and was enormously underestimated. Jimmy Carter went into the, uh, the last week and even the actual day of the November election in 1980, certain he was going to annihilate Reagan with a landslide. Look what happened. Hillary Clinton wanted Donald Trump to run against her in 2016. He was Hillary's dream candidate. Of course, he then became her nightmare candidate, a nightmare come real. Mm. And therefore, similarly, when we look at Spain and France, we should not look for things to happen tomorrow but we should look beneath the surface for signs which are there and indications of the inner health of society when things get worse. Look at the British in 1940. If you looked at Britain in 1938-39, uh, the wisest, shrewdest, and I'm not saying this in a sneering way because they were the best we had, the finest American analysts we had in 1938 and 39 went to Britain and despaired of Britain, despaired of Britain. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Ambassador Joseph P. Kennedy wasn't a fool. He was a self-made billionaire, one of the wealthiest people in America, a personally repulsive man, uh, but, you know, formidable, not a fool. And he was, he was not instinctively anti-British, as he's always made out to be. On the contrary, he was a close friend and admirer of the Prime Minister of Britain, Neville Chamberlain. Right. He got it wrong. He backed the wrong horse. He backed the wrong leader. 
Winston Churchill, who had been seen as a ridiculous, and in many respects was, farcical figure from Victorian England, a pompous old fool, which in many respects he was. But he was the figure who Britain was able to coalesce around in 1940. And the British performance in 1940 and later in World War II, militarily too, is very underestimated in the United States today. But the point is, it was thought of as inconceivable. President Roosevelt in 1940 sent his right-hand man, in reality the first modern national security advisor, though he never bothered with the title. Under FDR, reality was more important than, and substance than the empty titles that proliferate in America today, 80 years later. Yeah. He sent Harry Hopkins, his right-hand man, to report on Britain. Churchill was known to be an alcoholic. He was. He was known to be a farcical fool. He was. But he also had flashes of genius and he was a charismatic national leader who rallied the British people when they needed to be rallied. And the, the performance then, the great British historian who I greatly respect, Sir Max Hastings, I've never met the man but his work is admirable, mm -hmm. uh, says in his biography of Churchill in, during World War II that Churchill gave the British people in their darkest hour when there was no hope, leadership that was so remarkable and so inspiring that it will be studied for a thousand years. Mm. It's usually right that way about leaders. But right. the truth is, the right man, by the grace of God, was emerged and was drawn out of obscurity at the right time. And there was a transformation of the people behind him. I do see that potential in Spain and France. I really do. Uh -huh. I would like to see it in Germany too. Britain, it's not the people one despair, should despair of, but it's the vulnerability of their circumstances. Mm. 70 million people crammed on an island where three or four thermonuclear weapons could totally just annihilate 60% of them on the spot and send the rest of them spiraling into mass death and famine. And even if that didn't happen, if there was a breakdown of society, which the, their idiot leaders came close to with, with, with Brexit, I'm no lover of the system of the European Union. But you do not break away from a powerful political economic system of 450 million people to go it alone as an island on the edge of Europe when you have no one to turn to. And they don't. They grow enough food for 15 million people. They have 70, 70 million people. Where is the food for the other 55 million people going to come from if the international credit system, which they run and ben have benefited from for so long, breaks down? Today, uh, a million people a year and more still try to get into Britain. They should not, because the more people that come in, it isn't anti-immigrant racism that's the problem. It's just too many people. My yeah. recommendation would be for uh, white English people, Muslim English people, uh, you know, Jewish, black, Chinese, polka-dotted English people. Everybody should leave the country as much as possible and go to countries like Australia and Canada, where there is much more... Of Pakistan, too, even with its 200 million population, where there is much more land to live in and spread out on and to survive upon. Mm. Mark, could you, could you expand on the whole Brexit thing? I mean, there's many people here in the United States, and, I, and granted, I'm glad you prefaced the, the whole Brexit thing, saying that you're no fan of the EU. No. But could you explain to us the damage that was done with this um, uh, this whole Brexit stuff? 
Oh, happily, VJ. There's a newspaper I usually disagree with more than agree with, and certainly owe them nothing over my entire career and lifetime, but they have bright people working for them, and that's the British newspaper, The Guardian, which is also widely read online in America. And it's a very liberal, internationalist, mainstream outfit, but they let people with brains write for them, which you do not see in the New York Times or the Washington Post. You certainly do not see it there. And there was one article, I wish I could remember the author, but uh, this was about last year, uh, uh, way back last year, when uh, that idiot buffoon Boris Johnson was still Prime Minister of Britain, the architect of Brexit. And this fellow, this gentleman wrote in The Guardian, I think in an editorial, that there were t- the Brexiteers, the people who sneered at the European Union and despised it, made two huge fundamental mistakes about it. The first mistake was that the European Union was kind and benign and meant well. And the second, that it was weak. Its organizational structure was weak. Now, they don't have military power. They don't understand the need for military power for defense. They've ca- they continued to grab a free ride on the back of the United States. Uh, which is increasingly unwise given the erratic nature of our leaderships in, uh, since George W. Bush, both Democrat and Republican alike. But uh, these two points are crucial. If you cross the European Union, uh, uh, the bureaucrats who run the European Commission in Brussels will grind you to a pulp economically. And they have started to do that with Britain. It's, it's actually going off a bit now because the new prime minister of Britain today, and interestingly enough, again, British manhood has been so castrated, so diluted, like our own, so watered down, that you have to look for people from other ethnic backgrounds to take pride in the heritage you yourself lost. The current prime minister of Britain is an Asian Hindu Muslim. Interestingly enough, uh, another Hindu, uh, not Muslim, uh, Hindu Indian from Asia, Asian family background. Mm-hmm. Another Hindu Asian who is openly gay is the prime minister of, of the Irish Republic. And really? a, a, a Pakistani Muslim is now the first, and a, a devout Scottish patriot, a nationalist, is uh, uh, Mr. Hussein Yusuf, is now the first minister of Scotland up in Edinburgh. And I think all of them are admirable, serious, constructive, and loyal and patriotic figures to Scotland and England and Ireland. That, that's the first key point. The second key point is they are competent. The third key point is why were there no native-born Scots and English and Irish who could compete for the position credibly? Because they've become too liberalized, too feminized, too stupidized. I heard decades ago a a, a comment that liberalism is like AIDS on a wide scale for society, just as AIDS breaks down the healthy immune system of an individual human body. Free trade, out-of-control tolerance that goes far too far to ridiculous extents, tolerance towards crime and criminals, efforts to protect criminals rather than to protect the victims of criminals, trust in the inherent good nature and goodness of all human beings. All of this ridiculous nonsense, when widely taught and believed, breaks down the capability of any society to defend itself and survive. 
And we see that at home in the United States. We see it in Britain. And the British should thank God that they have Pakistani patriots and Indian Asian patriots who are ready to, to run their country. Because what you find with Prime Minister Rishi Sunak there are the usual idiot conspiracy theories that because he was a banker, he must be in the pockets of the international conspiracy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, there are plenty of international conspiracies out there. Nazism is one. Communism is another. Uh, there, are, there are different versions of uh, 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 there are plenty of super gigantic financial scams that you have done so much to, uh, to expose yourself. Pick and choose. I don't mean, I mean to be naive or deny it. But what we find with Mr. Sunak is it is precisely because he was a banker who knows how to speak to bankers that he was able to rescue the British economy in the short term from the catastrophic crash that first Boris Johnson and then the unbelievable, I have met her, the unbelievably idiotically dim Liz Trust imposed upon it. And of course, these two were, uh, were loved by the British tabloid newspapers, especially the Daily Mail, and therefore they were loved by the rank and file ordinary members of the British Conservative Party, who make, uh, you know, the uh, alleged IQ of conservatives across heartland America. They should blush to say and think such things when they carry out such unbelievable suicidal stupidities themselves. If whenever you're looking for new worthwhile conservative ideas, do not look for the English especially when the, uh, the English conservatives, especially when they think they are copying us and all we see is our own best ideas distorted into stupidity by Liz Trust, Liz Truss and Boris Johnson throwing back at us. These people are embarrassments to America and they're embarrassments to conservatism and they're embarrassments to what's left of the British people. But what you find with Mr. Sunak is you have, a, for the first time since David Cameron, you can disagree with many of his policies, maybe all of them, but you have actually a serious, honorable, responsible, competent, capable man or woman in charge of Britain. Not quite Margaret Thatcher, my lifelong heroine, but believe me, compared with the alternatives, including yeah. ridiculous Keir Sturmer of the Labour Party, I'll take uh, the, the, the only uh, 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 pro pro uh, problem um, with Mr. Sunak for me is he has to rely on the Conservative Party, God help him as its base. And I don't think they begin to appreciate what they've got, because most of them are simplistic, racist idiots. That's why they didn't vote him in in the first place, when most of his fellow MPs who knew him personally, and to their credit, Conservative members of Parliament voted for him overwhelmingly against ridiculous Mrs. Truss. But the, um, uh, their own ground base was too dim to do so. And as a result, in 44 days, only 44 days, shortest British premiership in 200 years. And what happened? The economy collapsed. Yep. There was a run on the pound. The party appeared to collapse. Queen Elizabeth died after 70 years. Universally respected monarch dies two days after meeting Liz Truss. <laughs> exactly. I Martin, Martin, you didn't have to go there, Martin. <laughs> oh, no. V, you were telepathically urging me on. Don't tell me you weren't my old friend. <laughs> That's funny. That's a very good point. And I think many people missed that. She died literally two days after meeting. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, please continue, Martin. I'm sorry. I just. No, uh, no. I mean, uh, I, 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 I've reached my natural breathing space. 
face, VJ. Rescue me as usual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you highlight so well what I, what you know, what, what I've been saying, and what so many of us who've been watching these events for so many years, for so many decades, have been saying. It's not the same caliber of leadership that you find in the West anymore. It is some of the most miseducated or un, undereducated people on God's green earth. There's no reason for somebody like a list trust to hold any sort of real positioning in, in, in to oversee a country. You have people like who have degrees in sociology and degrees in like law or, or uh, you know, useless strategic studies. And, and they're no good at anything that they do. It's terrible. Oh, you're so right. I just had an article published. I could not get it published in Free America and Britain, of course. But it was published in the China Daily, the largest official newspaper in China. Yeah. And it was about the current leader of Taiwan, Ms. Tsai. Tsai Ing-wen, if I pronounce her name correctly, I apologize if I do not. But I made this very point there. This is uh, Taiwan has flourished over the last 70 years. China, the Chinese mainland, it, uh, uh, is determined to politically fully integrate it into the mainland, but they're not in a rush to do it, and they're not in a rush to turn to military use unless provoked. Mm-hmm. And so the, she, and of course the Biden administration, and that, uh, the great Secretary of State, uh, Antony Blinken, and former and still de facto par behind the scenes in Congress, Nancy Pelosi, the longtime Speaker of the House, with her in, in, uh, farcical, embarrassing Keystone Cops visit to Taipei a few months ago. Again, and she doesn't get it. She thinks these people, uh, they all posture around. Uh, provoking Russia, provoking China, and thinking that they are Winston Churchill. Yeah. Thinking they are Winston Churchill. Uh, as the good book says again, a parable in the, uh, in the mouth of fools is like a bent reed. The mm. most sound principle, if it's operated by a racist or a bigot or just a completely inept, full of themselves neocorn idiot. I mean, I can speak why conspiracy theories spread, because apart from any other reason, people assume, ordinary people assume that their leaders and the pundits cannot be so stupid. But of course, when you study the history carefully, and I I have two history degrees from the University of Oxford, and I did my graduate work in British uh, um, imperial and political history in the 1920s and 30s, and had access to, and it's open to the public, much of it is now online, much easier to get to than it was in my day when you had to live in London and schlep over, you know, commute from wherever your bed sit was, out in Earl's Court, where I was to the public record office, which in those days was near, was near uh, uh, the temple and near Fleet Street, yeah. to actually get in and read the actual documents but when you read the actual records of what is done and said which usually doesn't come out for 30 or 50 years after the event you are amazed at the the well-meaning stupidity of these people one professor of mine a a marvelous man central european scholar from originally from czechoslovakia uh, uh, uh oxford university was convinced there was an enormous plot by the british leadership in the 1938 to, uh, to make an alliance with hitler against stalin which drove of course stalin into hitler's arms instead they blew it mm. but when the documentation was finally released and opened at every level it became clear this wasn't the case at all 
They drove Hitler into Stalin's arms, all right. They refused to make any deal with Stalin, in some respect for admirable reasons, because Stalin was a mass murderer who at that time had killed millions of people when Hitler was only getting started. There was actually a moral reason uh, uh, suicidal for your own national self-interest and your own people, but there were moral reasons not to make a deal with Stalin in the 1930s. But the basic factor was that the people who ran Britain in the 1930s, an empire which then had more direct power than the United States does today, an empire which directly governed one quarter of the population and the area of the planet Earth, all the way up to 1947 all the way up to 1947, and they didn't get rid of uh, their enormous uh, possessions in the Middle East and Africa until the 1950s and the beginning of the 1960s. That's how recent this was. And today, it's gone like Nineveh and Tyre, as the poet Roger Kipling said. It's as if it, it all this happened thousands of years ago. But no, I grew up in that world still. It was still in my lifetime. And yet the people who ran, this, that, uh, who ran the British Empire in the 1930s were dolts. They were twits, and they are today, God help us, in the United States of America to do. The biggest problem we have is not in evil in high places. It is unbelievable, unlimited stupidity yes. and ignorance in high places. Thank you. That's exactly what I've been saying, the same thing, Martin. It, you know, I always say to the, to, to the, to the audience, listen, don't, don't be afraid of, a, of some sort of maniacal plot that the Western elites are planning for you. Worry about what they break in the process of trying to uh, trying to execute these cockamamie harebrained schemes. That's exactly so, what it is. So true. You're right. The schemes are tried. The yeah. schemes are attempted. And their own schemes blow up in their face every time. Okay. Uh, the best way to understand Joe Biden and Anthony Blinken is to watch a Roadrunner cartoon. They are wily e. Coyote. Yeah. And the policies they put through are all sent to them by the Acme company, by mail order. <laughs> and that's exactly well put. Brilliant, Martin. That's absolutely brilliant. Now, you're right about that. It's um, the, I remember, and I think the greatest tell for anybody that was paying attention, and at that time I was in New York, as soon as COVID happened and we went into lockdown, right, the right. New York City – wanted to come out with a COVID passport, right? A health passport. Of course and they so did. They, 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 they put it out to the, to, the, to, the, to the lowest bidder, okay? And some cockamamie company that could barely, was probably run by high school programmers, put together the, the COVID pass for New York, which never worked, was so filled with bugs. It, 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 was, a, it was a disaster from a, from a, a software uh, uh, engineering standpoint, an absolute disaster. And then the state had their version. So the city had their own version of a COVID passport. And then the state had their version of a COVID passport. The problem is that the state's version and the city's version were two completely different systems done by two completely low-brow, low-bidding uh, uh, companies. And they never integrated at all. So these idiots cannot even integrate a, a, a local system let alone any sort of anything the, the level of complexity of a global system is beyond anyone's comprehension. So this is why I, say, I tell people, it's like, you don't have to worry about what these people can, can do. Worry about the positions of powers they get and then how they go about screwing up your life in the process. 
So true. I agree with you 100%. In fact, if we can come up, uh, you and I both seem to be, uh, you're inspiring me to do it. And of course, you always do it yourself, coming up with great new line, uh, punchlines and mantras. Here's another one. Don't worry about what uh, they want to do or what you, uh, what you think they're doing. Worry about what they're going to fail to do yet again. Yeah. Worry about the mess. Their next great Acme uh, Wiley Coyote scheme is going to leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Martin, what else is on your radar? What else is uh, are you see, are, are you tracking right now that we should be paying attention to? Well, I th first, I think you you started off with already. Uh, uh, you didn't so much steal my thunder as again point me in the right direction, VJ, and that is losing Saudi Arabia. Yep. I mean, the Saudis hate and fear Iran more than anything else on earth. They have had a secret strategic alliance with Israel. I was one of the first in Washington to report on this and document it in both articles and in books, such as my 2008 book, uh, 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 Politically Incorrect Guide to the Middle East. Uh, it was written as a tug of war with the publishers who were basically neocon, and I am not, as I think you very well know. So it came out as such things do as a messy compromise. But even back then in 2008, I was pointing out when nobody realized it was going on that Ariel Sharon in Israel and King Abdullah ibn, ibn Abdelaziz in Saudi Arabia had made a close de facto alliance against Iran between Israel and Saudi Arabia, hugely powerful, hugely skillful, hugely supportive, in large part because neither of them trusted the neocons running the policies of the United States of America. The, yet another common myth is that Israel pulls the strings of the neocons. The neocons are hugely strongly pro-Israel, fanatically so usually. But far from, uh, 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 far from Israel pulling their strings, they pull Israel's. Yep. Uh, uh, and the, uh, there are leaders in Israel like Rabin in his day, Yitzhak Rabin, and certainly Ariel Sharon, who never liked or trusted the neocons. And we go along with them cynically, because as long as they delivered, you know, American weapons and American money for Israel, national interest, fine, we hold our nose and go along with it. That's the way statecraft is done uh, by moral as well as immoral nations. But uh, the problem with these people is they think they're the geniuses. I did, uh, you could hardly call it a tribute, but I did an obituary column uh, for some outlets I work for, uh, I write for still, uh, when the late Charles Krauthammer died six years ago. Now, Krauthammer was a classic false prophet. He appeared uh, at Fox News, had him on every night. He appeared in 400 me me media outlets online and print outlets across the United States. He was revered. And he was an ignorant jerk. <laughs> Everything he did was wrong. He caused thousands and tens of thousands of American boys and girls to lose their lives in needless wars or become par had paraplegics, uh, uh, um, as he himself was just uh, from, an, uh, from a tragic accident for much of his life. But because he, uh, he was in a wheelchair all of his life, everyone, uh, nobody ever made any ad hominem criticisms of his policies or the man himself, which, of course, never stopped him from accusing, abusing and downright slandering 
uh, both political leaders in the United... There was only one political leader since... Uh, since uh, uh, even Ronald Reagan, he didn't particularly like. Reagan wasn't extreme enough for him, not remotely. There was only one political leader in the past 40 years in the United States, Charles Kreithammer, adored and worshipped unreservably. George W. Bush. How that work out for you? Yeah. How did that work out for the destruction of the Amer American industry? How many of you there have lost family members to fentanyl, to open mm. borders, uh, all of which was a key Bush administration policy championed uh, uh, by, by Krauthammer? According to Krauthammer, if you defended tariffs uh, protection for American industry and hundreds of millions of American workers and their families, this made you a fascist, this made you a racist, this made you a Nazi. This, uh, all of these things, and he was allowed to spew out this vile, bilious nonsense yeah. for, for uh, 35 years on Fox. And yeah. who remembers him now? If you look him up, oh, well, that, that, that Fox even set up some, uh, some empty, meaningless Krauthammer, uh, uh, what's the word, Fellow, uh, fellowship or rather, that feeds the ego of the family and feeds the e e ego of Rupert Murdoch as usual. And that's it. But who bothers to, to quote him anymore? He's become an embarrassment and he's already become a non-person. He should have become a non-person when he was alive. I deeply regretted his death because I, although I knew him slightly and I was never remotely important enough to mention any time with him, no one was ever allowed any face time with him in open debate. And mm -hmm. I always dreamed against hope that eventually, uh, uh, simply because I, I was so obscure, uh, I might be able uh, to, to penetrate the screen and say the emperor is naked, look at the silly naked emperor. Yeah. But this man and people liked him destroyed the United States of America, destroyed the happiness and prosperity and lives of millions of American families. And what was the key to his success? That he was totally ignorant of economics. He yep. had never been in business. He had never run a company. He had never worked, as I have done, as an executive in a company, either at high or at low levels. He had right. never had to balance a budget. He had never served in the United States or anybody else's armed forces. He was totally ignorant of history. He was totally ignorant of strategy. He was totally ignorant of military history, which is why he predicted that General Petraeus's surge would win the war in Iraq and the war was over in 2008. Now, General Petraeus, who I have a lot more personal respect for than that, never said that. He knew what he was doing. He bribed uh, the terrorist leaders and the sheiks and the political leaders in Iraq into stopping their attacks on Americans and, and giving us a breathing space there. And what did General Petraeus rightly and accurately and responsibly say in all his appearances before Senate and House com congressional committees? You need to come up with a political social for Iraq. I have not. I have bought you time. Yeah. I have bought you time. And he bought time by bribery rather than shedding lives. That, in many respects, I think is greatly to his credit. I am not a General Petraeus basher, far from it. But the point is, when you listen to idiots like Krauthammer and their friends, they were desperate because they thought uh, Petraeus had proven all along their gospel was, we are going to turn Iraq into a pro-American state, <laughs> democracy. Iraq, and this is in my book, Politically Incorrect Guide to the Galaxy, and I have lectures on this on YouTube. Uh, uh, only a few hundred people have watched it, turn it in. Iraq was a pro-American, uh, supposedly stable democracy. <laughs> it was a 
pre-elections for 33 years through the first half of the 20th century from 1925 uh, uh, to 1958 uh, with Britain playing the role the United States did today. And as with us, it was all a lie. It was all a sham. It was all a cover-up so that British petroleum, Anglo-Iranian as it then was, could take all the oil to keep the Royal Navy, the biggest Navy in the world, which was utterly ridiculous already because the United States, like China today, already had the industrial base to outbuild Britain in five years. And in World War II, they did so, just as China is already outbuilding us in maritime power and nobody sees it or has the brains to even work out that it's happening. And the Chinese are not making a secret of it. They're proud of their achievement. Why shouldn't they be? Yep, exactly correct. Exactly correct. And here we go forward, Matt, uh, Martin. Here we go forward into the dark, the dark, the 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 the, the wide unknown as to what is going to happen here in the West. We I don't entered... like I know what we should do in the United yeah. States, and that is we should end our wars. I would love to leave NATO, but that's uh, a sudden shock would probably be too disruptive. But at the very least, we should settle the Ukraine war on terms acceptable to Russia. We should pull back from uh, uh, Taiwan and encourage Taiwan to, uh, to cooperate with an increasingly overbearing China. Just as Margaret Thatcher handed over Hong Kong to China, why did she do so? The Iron Lady, the champion of the West, a figure of enormous courage and achievement. She did so because she was a scientist and a good kind of lawyer and a yes. student of history and above all else, a political realist. She yes. knew that there was not the slightest hope that the, what was left of the Royal Navy could defend Hong Kong in the modern world. So she, uh, she took not only the wise action and the prudent action, but the moral action. How many people in Hong Kong died violently or horrifically? from Mrs. Thatcher's policy. None. Of all of those who couldn't stand the thought of living under China, how many were free to leave with, in this case, 13 years to do so after the agreement was signed? Anyone who wanted to. Mrs. Thatcher's model on Hong Kong should be the United States model on Taiwan. And what should we do? We should stop uh, making ridiculous Biden, infantile, childish, six-year-old, any six-year-old should be embarrassed of it. When I was six years old, I knew, already knew better rather than to piss off a 12-year-old bully on the streets of North Belfast. It would not have been advisable. It would not have been advisable. You do not pick a, pick a fight with people who are tougher and bigger and better than you are. And Biden never learned this. And Blinken certainly never learned this. Where are these people bred? I mean, uh, is there a laboratory where they're genetically stirred up? <laughs> yeah, it's called the, uh, they're called think tanks. I like to call them circle jerk centers because all they do is circle jerk each other. Oh, on yes. These, uh, on, and, and forecast into a vacuum. As oh, to yes. What the, it's, it's, it's the stupidest thing in the world. It, and that's where these idiots come from. It's the same ideology over and over again they think they're invincible they think they have the most powerful military in the world they think that they have the greatest economy in the world and nobody could touch them nobody and it's fake and they don't they're, they're so uneducated that they don't even realize the paper ponzi scheme they're so uneducated that they don't know how much that, that from the 2008 financial collapse nothing has been fixed that we're still sitting on a derivative bubble they haven't they don't own any of this my wife was raised in a, a small industrial town or city called Carteret. Uh, 
in uh, uh, just just on, uh, on the Hudson River, uh, just uh, exit twelve on the New Jersey Turnpike. Get the heck out of and here! Not far from where I grew up, Martin. A fascinating. Well, we 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 have to get into this in much more detail. Uh, to both of us, my dear friend. <laughs> but uh, uh, she is fond of uh, today. Of course, there's very few people left in the town from the old days. It's actually finding new life because a lot of middle class, enterprising immigrants, uh, African American, Hispanic, Punjabi, you, uh, you name it, are coming in, and it's good for the town and good for the society. But most of the old town was devastated because industry collapsed and it was never protected by all our high-minded visionary geniuses from uh, Richard Nixon and Lyndon Johnson, obsessed with dreams and fantasies of free trade, onwards through the, the, the great corn artist himself, the greatest of them all, Bill Clinton. And then uh, until, uh, 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 I would have thought it was, until Biden came along, I would have thought it was impossible to be as dim and stupid, especially when you're the son and grandson of Billy as George W. Bush is, but there you are then. There you are then. Uh, Darwin was wrong. Darwin, of course, was an ugly racist, but breeding does not automatically intensify positive traits. Sometimes negative traits instead seem to jump out in the next generation. God making fun of, our, of all our theories. God making fun of all our theories. Yes. And uh, uh, Debbie is fond of saying about Carteret, among the, uh, the, the oldest and poorest people there, that the most toothless unemployed person there has a better understanding of global trade flows and investment and policies than anyone produced by the Harvard Business School. Yep. Facts. That is absolutely right. And just to show you how stupid and how, how far flung from reality the American military and economic um complex is i remember when this whole ukraine thing started um when russia went into war with uh, with ukraine because of uh, american and western meddling and provocation there was talk that the americans are going to field a, a new hypersonic missile martin <laughs> <laughs> a new hypersonic i missile. wish we had it never I before seen never before seen by mankind a next generation hypersonic capable of Mach 3000. Unstoppable, un unbelievable. The only problem was, Martin, is that it, it, it was vaporware, never existed. And now the only weapon system that they were working on has absolutely failed. Let me share the screen with you real quick. Yes, and of course. Here it is. United States Air Force abandons Lockheed hypersonic weapons program after test failure. There you go. It's, 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 uh, Another key point here, notice it's made by Lockheed. It has course. because everything is made by Lockheed. Yeah. Lockheed, Northrop, Grumman, the big boys. Boom. Cartelism. Yes. In every also, industry. It's only three or four companies that control everything in every industry. The late, great Gore Vidal, again, a prophet a century before yep. his time said what the legislation to prevent this is in existence it actually came into existence in the 1890s it is the sherman antitrust act it, it of course was watered down and blocked at every term but when it was applied the results were very interesting Pre the very under uh, underestimated president william howard taft uh, uh uh, uh, led the federal government and backed it to the hilt in breaking up Standard Oil, the whole gigantic cartel, into five component parts. Now, it was done legally and successfully, 
And as a result, no sharehold, it wasn't a communist or socialist revolution. No shareholders in, in, in the gigantic company lost their investment. It's just they found their investment worse in different companies, you know, which uh, were, uh, were forced by law to become independent. They asked John, old John D. Rockefeller Sr. himself, right, who was playing a round of golf. And typically he was a very good golfer, uh, even into his 70s. Uh, and later, probably, you know, what his reaction was. They expected mountains of rage or mountains of grief or gnashing of teeth. Rockefeller was an excellent form, right? He was a Presbyterian and a positively minded one at that. He took his Christianity seriously. Yeah. And Rockefeller said to the young reporter from the New York World or wherever, or the Associated Press who was asking him, young man, a year from now, all my holdings in Standard Oil, he was already the richest man in, in human history because of them, right, will be worth double what they are because the individual companies would do better being divested of centralized bureaucratic control. That yeah. is one of the biggest problems we have here and another reason why the hypersonics failed because I have worked in conglomerates as well. The most important thing in conglomerates is not to be good at what you do, whether it's building aircraft or writing news stories or attracting people to read your newspapers or watch your television networks. The most important thing is to win favor and resources from uh, bureaucracies, uh, micromanaging the huge complicated organizations from other parts of the bureaucracies. Cunning and treachery and backstabbing and an, a, a bewildering knowledge, not of legal law, but of the laws and uh, operational procedures and par lines within your own individual company. It always works. Anybody who's listening to me now, uh, 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 who's had this experience in any company that's larger than, than, than a teapot, uh, than a feather, you yeah. know, call in and confirm it and say, oh, yeah, right, that's happened to me, etc., etc. And that's the fundamental problem with Lockheed Martin. Not that it is Lockheed Martin, but that it's too complicated. They were too successful. They bought out too much. They can't keep track of it. Most of their companies would do vastly better if they were simply recapitalized on their own. This is not an argument for socialism. I'm against all socialism. It's certainly not an argument for communism or communist revolution. I'm totally against that. And, and quit all this bleating about how it's against the free market. We don't have a free market, you idiots! <laughs> exactly. What we, uh, uh, Wall Street does a great deal of good work. One of our biggest secret weapons is Wall Street because we can switch resources through what we have of a free market still on Wall Street on a dime at a speed and rate that China and Russia and India. Uh, uh, well, actually, India is coming up more formidably. Do not underestimate them. But that uh, the Japanese have a technically free market, but they're much too culturally conservative to take advantage of it. But Russia and China have not been able to leverage their po economic power, and it's held them back. They're still going inevitably forward because their other policies are sound. But the reason why they have not been able to bring us to our knees before is precisely because we have Wall Street. But for Wall Street to work effectively, you have to have more medium-sized companies and less uh, of the handful of gigantic behemoths. Where are the dinosaurs today? They are all extinct. Yeah, very well said. Martin, it was an awesome hour. I got to have you back on again. Um, 
You are great for my digestion, man. You know. <laughs> you're welcome, sir. Angry old man of the middle. You know. I love it. That's why I love it. I love when you're on. You're like a, an absolute firebrand. Uh, people know me as a great ranter, but man, you got me beat. No, I don't. <laughs> I follow the master, <laughs> and I'm very happy to. Oh man, Mar very happy you, to meet, brother. I, I'd love to have you on weekly if you ever could, but uh, I, I'll tell you. Let, get your people to talk to me. Let, let I think it can be arranged. Yeah, I, 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 we definitely need to do it because you know we've expanded a lot. Uh, we're on and off on YouTube because of what whoever we offended that particular week, but. Over the last several months, we're on Spotify podcast, we're on Amazon Music, we're on uh, Twitch, DLive, Rumble, uh, of course, the main website, roguenews.com, um, Stitch. I mean, we, every single app out there, we're pretty much everywhere. And, and when we calculate all the views, we're in the hundreds of thousands totally amongst everything exactly. and the millions. It all adds up at the end of the, at the, end of the month. Not just you know. that. I look to you, man. I look to your colleagues. And when I came to America, and this is 40 years ago now, I was working for supposedly disreputable outfits that became media giants. The old liberal establishment turned up their nose at Newsmax, turned up their nose, even CNN, when Ted Turner ran it. and it's, uh, uh, He was liberal, I am not, but Ted Turner was a giant in the field, yeah. and he was succeeded by pygmies. Pygmies, yeah. without any of his sense of social responsibility or personal decency whatsoever. None of them have it. And they have never managed to overcome the loss of Bernie Shaw as their news anchor. Yep. That is very true. Bernard Shaw. Yes, a wonderful man. Mm -hmm. Wonderful man. But the point is, when I came in, these people and outfits like them, and Fox News and, and the Fox Network, when they were starting, all the established crowds turned up their elegant, well-bred establishment noses at them. Yeah. And now they are all gone. Yeah. And today, history is repeating itself. And you and your friends and my friends and our friends and colleagues, they are the future. We are the future. Absolutely right. And people, people say, hey, we're alternative media. And I say to them, no, we're not alternative media. We're the new media. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. We are the media that we are the media in contrast to the, to the dead media, yep. to the media that was. Yep. And I find also, I had to write in my in four years, five years in Irish journalism before I ever came to America. I had to write, I calculated more than 50,000 headlines. I was an embarrassment at first. I was a slow learner. But when you have to do, do that much work that intensely, it's like the Beatles performing in Hamburg in, the, uh, in, 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 in cellars, right? You become good at it. It's hard baked into you at intense temperatures, right? Yeah. And what I learned was the label matters. If you stick a lying label of bigotry and ignorance and arrogance on, it will stick. What is the answer? A long, thoughtful three or six hours argument before the Supreme Court of the United States? No, it is not. It is to simply make a short, sharp, repeated three or six word statement of the truth again, again, and again to replace the three word to six word lies. You've got to be as efficient and streamlined and loud and repetitive to remove the brainwashing, to deprogram the rubes. Very well said, Martin. Very well said. 
Folks, he is the raging bull himself, Martin <laughs> Steve. I love it. That's what, that's your new title. I always give a name, some sort of nomenclature to every guest I have on. You're the raging bull. I love it. Martin Seif, my, my folks, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who's been slugging the very face of globalism for the last 40 years and counting. Martin, you're a blessing, sir, a godsend, and a light to this generation. I swear. That's what I say to you about you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> and like all the best jokes, as one of my own mentors taught me years ago, many years ago, it's not a joke. <laughs> Thank you so much. Folks, again, Martin Seif, get his books on Amazon. Go to Amazon, type in Martin Seif, and you can get his books. And also to Google him, uh, a lot of his uh, works, his articles, you can all come out. It, it, it's all out there. And also, join the Rising Tide Foundation. He does a lot of work. With Matthew Aaron and his wonderful his wonderful wife Cynthia, they all you know the the Martin does a lot of great work with them. So go check it out. Wonderful, wonderful, honest, fearless people. Yes, absolutely, a class act. Uh, um, uh, Matthew and, and Cynthia are absolute class. Exactly. Actors. Very well said. Thank you all for listening in, and we'll be back tomorrow with uh, Vela's at eleven a.m. and Harley Schlanger is going to be on at twelve. So keep it locked right here, folks. Cheers. <laughs>